Ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As at the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. Guys, guess what? What's that? We have a Patreon now. Patreon? Yes! We have a Patreon now, and um, if you don't know what a Patreon is, a Patreon is sort of a, um, a crowdfunding source for um, creators and artists, musicians, things like that, um, where their fans and their followers can help them by subscribing to monthly donations to help them fund their projects. Okay. So we have a Patreon now, and um, unlike other creators on Patreon, we only have one donor level, Um, and I'm going to let Archie tell you about that donor level. Oh, God, not again. Hashtag Team Snort Laugh <laughs> gives you exclusive content. It does, yes. Um, we like Archie said, it's all for him because um, his snort laugh is the most popular part of our oh, podcast. Life. I know, I know. You're adorable, though. The, <laughs> the people love the snort laugh. Oh Christ! Anyway, our donor level is called Hashtag Team Snort Laugh. And it is just $5 per month. Um, If you want to donate more than that, you certainly can. Uh, But the minimum donation level is $5 per month. Every monthly donation that we receive does help us to go toward um, offsetting the cost of running our podcast, purchasing new equipment, going on paranormal investigations. There are some locations that we actually want to record episodes on on location as well. Yes. Um, And it'll also go toward helping us continue to promote our podcast. Which most of what promotion we've had has been word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And getting a little more than that would be fantastic. Yes. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. And even if, um, if you're not able to, uh, support us through a monthly donation right now, if that's not something that you can afford, um, spreading the word about our podcast and our Patreon really, really helps. Even, even sharing the links we put out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Forward those on. That really helps. Um, when you become a Patreon donor, you get access to exclusive content that nobody else receives, including early episodes. You get access to the episodes earlier than everybody else, along with um, all of our videos and things that we're going to be doing when we do paranormal investigations. Um, Plus, you get a bunch of fun stuff, like stickers, and we've created a history of a hunting bingo card, and (laughs) it's got, you know, Archie snort laughs on it, and just something that you can do for fun as you listen to the show. So, um, we want to uh, thank you so much for all of your support and all of your um, location suggestions and the reviews. We are doing this for you guys. We have so much fun with you every week. And now, let's get to the episode. Alrighty. Hey everybody, welcome to History of a Haunting. Hi guys. This episode, we're going to talk about the Winchester Mystery House. Yay! 
I am excited about this episode. I'm actually, you know, I'm excited about every episode. I know. <laughs> I, I am. I love all these places. But this place is definitely one that we need to um, add to our vacation trip list for 2020. Oh, for sure. I would love to tour this house. I know. And it's up in San Jose. It's not, I mean, it's not that far. It's actually in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. So it's a farmhouse, but it's surrounded, like it's bordered on one side by the, I think it's the 208 or 280, 280. freeway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not far from where Josh Coy's uh, dad lived in Paso Robles. So, and I'm such a map geek. As soon as I finished writing, typing up my part, I'm like, ooh, Google Maps. I'm like, holy shit, this is in the middle of everything. Literally in the middle of the city. It's almost like they kind of built the city around well, that yeah. house. Clearly they did. Right. Um, but I think most people, when they picture it, they picture it like on some like quiet residential street, kind of off the beaten path. Well, and it it's literally out. smack dab in the middle of the path. Mm-hmm. It, it used to be on like 162 acres. Oh, really? When it was first built. So... It's been reduced down to four, which in the middle of a city is kind of a big space, but... That's true. In, you know, in the overall picture, not really. I mean, there's like condos that back up to it now. Yeah, yeah. With Fred Meyer around the corner. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Cool. Huge, huge map geek. You are. (laughs) You are. Anyway, so yeah, Winchester Mystery House. Let's do this. Arch, tell me about uh, how this well, I'm, I'm gonna quaint get little farmhouse got to be. little farmhouse. I'm going to get started with some boring history stuff. Um, in 1837, William Wirt Winchester is born in Baltimore, Maryland, the only son of Oliver Winchester. In 1839, Sarah Lockwood Pardee is born to become Sarah, Sarah Winchester okay. in New Haven, Connecticut. In 1862, Sarah marries William Winchester, heir to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, on September 30th, 1862. On July 12th, 1866, their only child, Annie Pardee Winchester, is born. Tragically, the child dies five and a half weeks after birth from marasmus, which is severe malnutrition. Oh, God. So, either... She had some disorder where she, she wouldn't eat or anything like that or other well, more dire. Yeah. Aww, but there's no baby. mention of that that I Yeah, that I no. Probably she just wouldn't eat. Poor baby. In 1873, the Winchester Rifle Model 73, known as the gun that won the West, is released. In 1880, Oliver Winchester dies, leaving the company to his only surviving son, William. Three months later, in 1881, William dies from tuberculosis at the age of 43. Oh my god, I'm going to be 43 next month. Oh god. Well, Sarah inherits this vast fortune, reportedly $20 million, $543 million in 2020, and 50% of the Winchester Company's stock, which gave her an income of about $1,000 a day, or $26,000 a day today. Oh my god. Could you, you imagine? imagine? <laughs> god, we're not poor. <laughs> we're not poor at all. <laughs> you know, it's like, the, the, what the hell is that? Sweepstakes? Publishers, Publishers Clearing House. Which I play every day. But $5,000 a day for the rest of your life? It's like, oh my God. But for back then, she was literally 
I read an article that said that she was essentially, as far as like wealth goes, she was basically the Bill Gates of the era. Mm. She just had... She had all the money. All the money. She could have built a house out of all of her money. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally. Sacks of of money. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, as tragic as it was, it goes really fucking weird from this point. (laughs) Tabloids from the time said that at some point after her infant daughter and husband died, a Boston medium told her, while supposedly channeling her late husband, that she should leave her home in New Haven and travel west, where she must continuously build a home for herself and the spirits of the people who had fallen victim to Winchester rifles. Sarah Winchester left New Haven and headed for California. Though it is possible she was simply seeking a change of location and a hobby during her lengthy depression, other sources say that Winchester came to believe her family and fortune were haunted by ghosts and that only by moving west and continuously building them a house could she appease these spirits. That seems to be the most widely accepted most and, believed. and believed. Yeah. In 1884, she purchased an unfinished farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley and began building her mansion. Carpenters were hired and worked on the house day and night until it became a seven-story mansion. She did not use an architect and added onto the building in a haphazard fashion, so the home contains numerous oddities, such as doors and stairs that go nowhere, windows overlooking other rooms, and stairs with odd-sized risers. Many accounts attribute these oddities to her belief in ghosts. Environmental psychological... Psychologic... Psychological... Words are hard. I, can I say this word today? Psychological... I'm going to move on. Psychology? Psychologists oh. have theorized that the odd layout itself contributes to the feeling of the house being haunted. Now, it's got to be. It's just got to be. <laughs> now only four stories tall, the house is predominantly made of redwood, as Mrs. Winchester preferred the wood. However, she disliked the look of it. She therefore demanded that a faux grain and stain be applied. Therefore, almost all the wood in the home is covered. There are roughly 161 rooms, including 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms, one completed and the other unfinished, as well as 47 fireplaces, over 10,000 panes of glass. 17... You guys have to, real quick, Archie, you guys have to see Ar- the look on Archie's face. He, this is his research. These are I... his notes, and he's still looking at it in, I'm like, still shock. still problems with it. In shock that somebody <laughs> would... You good? You're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's looking at his notes and like almost in awe that somebody would even do this. <laughs> like he's reading about it for the first time. It's funny. Uh, well, in addition to the 10,000 panes of glass, 17 chimneys with evidence of two others, two basements, and three elevators. Mrs. Winchester never skimped on the many adornments that she believed contributed to its architectural beauty. Many of the stained glass windows were created by the Pacific American Decorative Company. Some were designed specifically for her, and others by her, including a spider web window that featured her favorite web design, and the repetition of the number 13, another of her preoccupations. A second window was designed by Tiffany himself. Yes, that Tiffany. So that when sunlight strikes the prismatic crystals, a rainbow is cast across the room. The window was installed in an interior wall in a room with no light exposure, preventing the effect from being seen, which made me laugh and cackle more than I should have when I read it. <laughs> She's a bizarre 
and probably very interesting to know person. By everything that, that I've read about her, yes. Um, but she was in so much of... She was in the throes of grief for the rest of her grief life. Grief and depression, yeah. Um, I guess like she always dressed in black. She always like covered her face with a black veil. Um, and it, she reminds me a lot of Queen Victoria, who did the same thing when... Her husband, Prince Albert, died. Hmm. She stayed in mourning for the rest of her life. Wow. All, wore all black, veil. I mean, she became a recluse, very similar to Sarah Winchester. Oh, nobody does that anymore. It, yeah. So, um, yeah, grief is a funny thing. Uh, there's a lot of theories that, you know, one, she was bat crap crazy. Um, two, she genuinely believed that the medium and she genuinely believed that she needed to keep building this house mm -hmm. to confuse the evil spirits. Um, it, at the end of the day, I think she was just a very, very, very rich, lonely, grief ridden woman. Hmm. And you know, this was something that she was able to, you know, focus and channel able to, able her. to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, so yeah. What else you got? Well, that's all I have. So let's maybe take a quick little break for a moment. And okay, we'll move all right. on to your portion. So that sounds great. We will be right back. History of a Haunting is proud to be a member of the Pod All the Time Podcast Network. Pod All the Time Podcast Network is a community of independent podcasts, just like ours, dedicated to supporting and promoting podcasts. Pod All the Time has really great podcasts in its network, such as A Fresh Look, Another Digital Citizen, Round and Round the Podcast, Raw Sex, Ruck Up, as well as The Creative Intuitive, Real AKA Truth, Random Unnamed Podcast, Three Peas Up in a Podcast, Suburban Folk, and I Think We're Doing It. Find them wherever you get your podcasts. And, and now, back to, to the, the ghosts. ghosts. Okay, back to the ghosts. And here we go. Yes. Um, my part. Um, this, is, this is when Chatty Cathy steps in. <laughs> <laughs> so I got um, most of my information from the house's official website, winchestermysteryhouse.com, mentalfloss.com, hellogiggles.com, the Smithsonian Magazine, and then a plethora of YouTube videos. Oh, oh thank you for reminding me. I got my portion from... WinchesterMysteryHouse.com and Wikipedia. Cool. Okay, great. Uh, let's see. Okay, so now the house is a national landmark and it is considered to be one of the most haunted houses in America. Now, the work stopped when Sarah died at the age of 83 on September 5th, 1922. Uh, she died in her sleep from heart failure. Hmm. So, building the house, uh, hiding from the ghosts, uh, Apparently, you know, it worked because the medium said, you know, go west. Paradise yeah. is there. And right. Build your crazy house or you'll die prematurely just like your family. Oh, God, Carrie. Which is basically what he told her. <laughs> Fair enough. We're still recovering from being sick, uh, so... We apologize in advance yeah. for... Pardon, pardon for the chest rattles and right, coughing, coughing fits. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, 
So it is said that um, upon the immediate news of her death, work on the house ceased then and there. Oh, yeah. No more um, paycheck. With the carpenters leaving half-hammered nails protruding from the walls. Wow. Like mid... Oh, she's dead? Okay. Okay, we're done. Done. <laughs> How long did you say it was? It was 38 years, I think, it went on? I think. Oh, I didn't even... Um, I feel like it was 38 years. 1884 to 1922. Okay, so yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, you guys, I guess when you go there... You can still see these half-hammered nails still protruding from the walls. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I, 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 actually... Words are hard. <laughs> I saw this one YouTube video where they were down in the basement area, and there's even still um, writing on the walls from, like, calculations and, and things that they were doing for, like, when they were, like, adding onto the basement and stuff like that and they mm. were just doing quick like math and you're still writing on the walls oh, wow. down there oh wow yeah it's i can't wait to see it i, I, I really want to yeah it, it looks like the just the coolest place um but anyway let's talk about the house by the numbers and you touched on quite a few of these in your portion but um the house is twenty-four thousand square feet mm. ten thousand windows like you said 2,000 doors, 160 rooms, 52 skylights, 47 stairways and fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, 6 kitchens. Wow. Took 20,000 gallons of paint to paint it. And at the time, or as of 1923, it was built at a price of $5 million mm. or $71 million today. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of motherfucking money. That is. That's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> um, now, because of its unique design that she literally dreamt up off the top of her head and with the help of spirits and the seances that she would conduct, oh. uh, the home is often likened to the paintings of M.C. Escher. Really, really making me want to visit more and more with like, every word you say. <laughs> I'm about to say a lot more about the details of this house. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. So there are rooms within rooms. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a staircase that leads to nowhere. It abruptly halts at the ceiling. That, I think, is one of the most famous pictures that I've ever seen of the Winchester house. Is the stairway that it literally straight to the ceiling. Right up into the ceiling. Yeah. So definitely post pictures of the home and all of its... Some of the cooler weirder aspects of it on all of our social media and our website. Um, in another place, there's a door that opens into a solid wall. Apparently there's a lot of that mm. in, in the house. Um, some of the house's 47 chimneys have an overhead ceiling. Um, some of them, they, they stop at certain floors. They don't even go straight up through the roof. So they just kind of like chimney or chimney fireplace with a bedroom right above it. With a bedroom right above it, or just, like, halfway up a wall. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, there are... Some places, there are skylights in the house that are covered by a roof. <laughs> cool. <laughs> there are some skylights that are covered by another skylight. <laughs> and in one place, there's a skylight that's built into the floor. So you can see down to the next floor. <laughs> 
Uh, there are tiny doors that lead into large spaces. There are large doors that lead into small spaces. Oh my gosh. In another part of the house, a second story door opens outward to a complete drop down to the ground. <laughs> so it's, I think they have it labeled on the outside of the home, door to nowhere. So you open the door, you take a step out and down you, you just, go. down you go and there went both your legs. Um, additionally, there are upside down pillars that can be found throughout the house. Oh man. Yeah. So it's, it, if she was genuinely taking her advice and her, her building ideas from ghosts, they were fucking with this woman. <laughs> they were and, and what was it? Most of it was used to confuse the spirits. Mm -hmm. Yes. And kind of trap them and going in circles kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's said that to have been designed to confuse the ghosts, uh, just kind of allowing her some peace and to kind of escape some of the evil spirits that she believed were the the victims that mm. were shot by the mm -hmm. Winchester rifles. Um, so the house also features trap doors, oh. right? False passageways, windows in the middle of rooms, and windows that look into hallways. Um, one really cool feature that I saw, or that I found, and that I was reading about was, and I hope we can see it on the tour, is that one room in the home, she had the wood flooring laid in an unusual pattern. When the light hits the floor in a particular way, dark boards appear light and light boards appear dark. Oh, that sounds really cool. Right? That sounds really cool. Additionally, cabinets and doors open onto walls. Rooms are boxes within boxes. Uh, there are small rooms that are built within big rooms. Oh my god. Balconies and windows are on the inside rather than the outside. Hmm. Again, the chimneys stop floors short of the ceiling. Uh, floors have skylights. Right. right that one. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there is one where there is a linen closet that's about as big as an apartment. Wow. Right next to a cupboard that's less than an inch deep. <laughs> There was another article that I read that it also likened it to um, Lewis Carroll's Wonderland. Oh. Like, just squirrely, all kinds of nonsensical stuff. Oh, man. I can't um, wait to see it. I know, right? Uh, doors, again, open onto walls. One room actually has a normal-sized door next to a small child-sized door. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it just sounds... So fascinating. It really does. It just sounds so fascinating. So let's talk for a minute about that preoccupation with the number 13. Mm. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. It is said that she used the number 13 to ward off evil spirits that threatened her life. Even though it's, it's you know, generally considered an unlucky number, mm -hmm. she used it everywhere. And mm. here's where she used it. Oh, well, good. Let me, but let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Numerous windows contained 13 panes of glass. Walls had 13 panels, as did entryways. The greenhouse had 13 cupolas. Many wooden floors contained 13 sections. Staircases had 13 steps, almost all except for one that had 42 steps. This would normally be enough to carry you up three stories. However, in this house, <laughs> you only go nine feet because the steps are only two inches tall. <laughs> I saw this one video where the tour guide was taking a um, paranormal group through the house before their investigation, and they walked up all of these tremendous flights of stairs, and, and he's like, so are we on the third floor now? And she's like, no, we're on the second. <laughs> and then they she took him down this like back staircase, and he was like, 
okay, so now where are we now? She's like, we're still on the second floor. But they still <laughs> went downstairs. It, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was very successful in confusing ghosts. Um, let's see. Uh, ceilings had 13 panels. The chandeliers had 13 places for candles. I guess they were manufactured to only have 12 like, little places for candles, mm-hmm, but she mm-hmm. had them add a 13th. The house's 13th bathroom has 13 windows in it. The windows each have 13 panes of glass with 13 candles in them. Wow. Right. How do you even do that? I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, teeny tiny? (laughs) So 13 bathrooms, but she only had one shower. Right. Yeah. And it was actually kind of, everybody says that for the time, the house was very high tech for the time. Very high tech for the time. AC, forced air heating. Yeah. Very high tech for the time. The the shower was, um, it's... Was was the only hot water it, shower. It was the only shower in the bathroom, and she had it designed so that the the spray would spray her body all over, like from three sixty, like mm, water mm-hmm. shooting everywhere, from the neck down, because everybody back then wore their hair very high up, and so they didn't if they didn't want to get their hair wet. So this I've, I've used sho- one of those showers. Are they cool? They're fun. Yeah. So it would spray her body from the neck down. It was ingenious mm-hmm. it was ingenious but it only worked if you were four foot ten like she was <laughs> otherwise yeah um anyway so yeah 13 bathrooms only one had a shower uh banisters had 13 railings or posts in them mm-hmm. uh sink drains were custom made with 13 holes wow yeah i didn't realize how deep it was deep that went. into the yeah <laughs> she had 13 robes for her seances that she would wear during each seance. And finally, her will had 13 sections, and she signed it 13 times. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's a little more than a preoccupation. A preoccupation. <laughs> yeah, I, when, when you said preoccupation, or when I saw it in your notes, I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, let's call it that. Um, so, in a fun nod to her, and just in case she was onto something with the wording, the font size on my notes here is 13. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. You never oh, know. Oh, man. That's um, adorable. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, let's just make it 13 throughout. All right. Uh, now, the activity in the home. Okay. Here we go. Although I could talk about the oddities and the design for hours. 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 I'm super excited to go, which we've said like nine, 13 times. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So activity includes seeing orbs, um, hearing, this is a common one, hearing unexplained organ music playing, because I guess she was, uh, she played the organ and I guess she was quite accomplished at it. Oh. Um, also hair pulling, which I'm not a fan of. Don't pull my hair. <laughs> Don't do that. That's not cool. There have been footsteps, banging doors, mysterious voices, windows that bang so hard that the glass shatters. Oh. Mm. Wow. I wonder if it shatters into 13 shards. Oh, Christ. I'm going to hear about 13 for the rest of my life. For the right? rest of your life. Um, <laughs> there are cold spots felt, strange moving lights, doorknobs that turn by themselves. Employees often hear their names being called when they're opening up or closing down the home for the day and are alone there in the home. That's actually super common um, for for 
people who are, are constantly at locations, mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. the employees and, and things like that. Um, Tony, who is with EVPI, who does the tours of Phelps Dodge down in Ajo, mm-hmm. the, the ghosts at Phelps Dodge know him. There, he's oh. had num- a, new, a number of recordings where they have said Tony or Tony Rathman, his full name. So it's oh, very wow. common um, for them to get to know you. Kind of like um, Lily, the little girl at Trans Allegheny. She's very familiar with the staff that conducts the tours there. Oh. Yeah. I don't know whether to think that's awesome or horrifying. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, if they're nice ghosts and they like you, yay. But if they're like evil, crabby, cranky ghosts... Which mm. Phelps Lodge has some of those too. Oh. As does Trans Allegheny. So. Oh, okay. Um, take it for what you, you. Maybe you think it's cool, or maybe you're terrified to your very soul, in which case our job as, these, as podcasters are, are done. Mm. Um, <laughs> now, the tour guides, this, this is. This is. I give a lot of respect to the tour guides because they're used to being touched. Having their clothes tugged on, their shoulders tapped, all by unseen things, while they're giving their tours and talking about the history. See, I, I think I'd have a problem with that. Because I don't like people touching me or tugging right? on my clothes when I can see them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's like they, they have um, just become so accustomed to it and they're just so kind of have trained themselves to just carry on with it. Without reacting to the occurrence and startling guests. Wow. Yeah. So that's some. I don't know. I'd, I'd, hmm. I'd be like. <laughs> yeah, and scare everybody and, and either bring more business to the house or get fired or immediately. Dri- yeah. yeah, drive it away. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I have no poker face, so probably the latter. <laughs> Food is often smelled cooking in the kitchens. Remember, there are six. Mm. And I guess it's often soup. You smell soup cooking. Okay. Um, doors often unlock after you've locked them for the night. Which, why are you trying to make this job harder? <laughs> it's a freaking, how many square feet did I say? 24,000 square 24, foot house. 24,000, yeah. You go around, lock all the doors, and somebody's like, hee hee hee. Click, 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 click. Jesus Christ. I'm glad she built a house to confuse your ass. You're rude. <laughs> um, anyway, she, oh, that's the other thing. She had these intercoms throughout the house in the form of pipes that ran from room to room that she could communicate with other people in other parts of the, with people in other parts of the home well, through yeah. these pipes. Well, you kind of needed that. Right. Um, however, hearing voices, sighs, sometimes growls, can be heard coming out of them when you're the only one in the entire building. Hmm. Creepy. Wow. Because you you never know. I mean, these pipes ran from, like, room to room, so you never know, like, which pipe and which room. This is a case of it's coming from inside the house. <laughs> literally, yes. Could be anywhere. Literally coming from the walls. It, yeah, anywhere. It's terrifying. The idea is... is Pretty terrifying. Um, there have been cases where guests have been have reported temporary blindness on tours, giving the feeling thinking thinking the lights have been turned off. Ooh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Right. I would, I'm, and that's all. When I was reading that, that's all it said. So I'm wondering, did this happen at night? Where you, or during the day? 
That's got to be freaky during the day. Right. Because this house has, what did I say, 10,000 windows? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's no turning the lights off. That would be terrifying. So, yeah. Thinking the lights have been turned off. And it goes away, and the tour guides are like, you'll be fine. It's, you know, you... I kind of want to get a job there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I really kind of want to, like, work there. I think it would be amazing. Um, Also, flashes of light uh, are in Sarah's bedroom, the room that she died in. People often see flashes of light in that room. Uh, One tour guide was part of a seance, and she said that she felt like she was rolling over and over, and not in the fun, ravey, ecstasy kind of way. Um, more like a case of extreme vertigo. Oh. Yeah. The medium told her that she had an entity attached to her and to just ask it to please take a step back. Personal bubble. Just. Wow. Um, at that moment, the entity must have moved because the feeling completely went away and she was fine. That's insane. Yeah. Um, I've had vertigo. It is not pleasant. It's horrible. Um, and the, the feeling that an entity is is causing it by being within your proximity or attached to you please no please Mm. please no um that's that's when you really gotta you know hold archangel michael's hand and be like please 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 put the shields down um there are three main types of hauntings here residual intelligent and shadow figures um, the residual haunts are most often found in the ballroom and the basement, uh, largely focusing on what is a pretty popular apparition there called the wheelbarrow ghost. Uh, he's a kind looking old man in white overalls and his name is Clyde, according to the staff of the house. Um, there was a photo not that long ago found of him, an old photo found of him. And all of the employees were like, that's the guy we see all all over the place. So that photo is now hanging down in the basement, which where he's usually primarily seen. Um, so you get the feeling of a presence. Uh, has been reported many times over the years by tour guides and visitors alike. There is also a man with jet black hair believed to be a, another former handyman is seen. I would imagine seeing a construction worker around that place is not that surprising. <laughs> it was... 24-7, 365 days a year for 38 goddamn years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, Clyde, the wheelbarrow ghost, he has been seen repairing the fireplace in the ballroom or pushing um, an equally spectral wheelbarrow down a long, long, dark hallway. He has also been seen um, pushing the wheelbarrow full of ash and coal. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the intelligent haunts there include... Um, again, most commonly gentle tugs or, or um, I'm sorry, gentle tugs on shirts or skirts during tours. There was one employee, a man named Danny, who reported that after entering the water tower one morning, he heard footsteps on the floor above him. And he got up there to tell whoever it was that this three-story area was off limits. Mm. Um, but nobody was there. And so he... He was on the one floor. He heard him. He goes up to that floor to f- look for them. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there. He hears them again from the floor above that one. Oh. Yeah. So he went up to that floor. He searched all three floors, and he could find nobody anywhere up there with him. 
There's another story of a man who was working on one of the many restoration projects in the mansion and he started his day early in a section that has several fireplaces and I guess this particular section of the home is known as the Hall of Fires. The house was quiet um, because it was before it was open, no tours had started getting underway and he was up working on a ladder when he felt somebody tap him on the back. So he turned around to ask what the person wanted and nobody was there. And he's up on a ladder. And he's up on a ladder. Oh my gosh. So I don't know if he thought like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was... For, forgot where he was for a moment. For a moment, yeah. Um, so he re reassured himself that he just imagined it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It, it happens. Um, and he went back to work only to experience what felt like someone pushing against his back. That's very distinct from a tap to feeling somebody pushing, mm -hmm. consistently pushing on your back. Um, so by that point, he was like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm done here. for the day. Uh, yeah. Time to um, go. Well, he <laughs> got off the ladder. He went to the other side of the estate and he started on another project because he thought, you know what? Somebody or something doesn't want me working in the Hall of Fires today. Oh, wow. Yeah. There is um, a south turret. So I guess maybe there's multiple turrets. I, and I believe that there are. There, mm -hmm. There's a south turret, and in that part of the house, children can be seen as well as heard, and shadow figures are often seen as well. Which brings me to my third haunting, shadow figures. Oh. <laughs> so this is the most commonly reported um, and experienced activity in the house. One of those are my eyes playing tricks on me kind of situations. Mm -hmm. But the events tend to feel too real to ignore as oh, okay. or write off mm -hmm. as are my eyes playing tricks on me um shadow figures or shadowy shapes are often seen going down hallways rounding corners and appearing in windows wow yeah and you know this house look at all the ways we've described how kooky it is there's probably a ton of hallways corners and windows you know what i mean <laughs> like ugh. um there is uh, one of their former marketing directors took a picture of the home from outside on a cloudy day, and she caught what looks like an apparition in one of the second story windows. So we'll put that on all of our social media as well. A lot of people are like, mm, it's just a cloud reflecting in the window, except that the cloud has a head, neck, and shoulders. Oh, God. So that's a very interesting, specific shape. Very cloud. specific, yeah. But, you know, hey, maybe it is. Okay, so the daisy bedroom. Did you come across any references to the Daisy Bedroom in your I research? did not. Okay. Um, now, the Daisy Bedroom was known as such because of the floral uh, decoration and things like that throughout the room. It was Sarah's bedroom prior to the 1906 earthquake. She happened to be in that room when the earthquake struck, and she was trapped inside the room. Um, the earthquake, I guess... Uh, destroyed a, a significant section of the house. I think it was seven floors. It was seven time. stories. And, and because of the earthquake, it went down to four. Right. Yes. So she happened to be trapped in this bedroom that was her favorite room in the house. She wasn't injured or anything. She was just kind of safe in it. But it they had to break open the door to get mm. to her mm -hmm. because there was rubble and all kinds of stuff. And plus when the house shifted, the door frame shifted and the door was stuck. And um, you can actually see today the chunk of wood in the door frame that they took out with the crowbar and the splintering on the door when oh, they wow. opened the door in 1906 to get to her. Um, 
really in I can't wait to go. I know he said it. <laughs> I'm super excited about this. So anyway, there there was a tour guide whose name was Samantha who led visitors um, to the Daisy bedroom. And as Samantha was about to begin her spiel about the history and, and the mm-hmm, earthquake and the mm-hmm. trapping, there was a very clear sigh that came from the small hallway outside the room that everybody heard. So uh, thinking that one of her guests had fallen behind, the tour guide turned to call the person into the room, but nobody was there. Um, it said that, or she said that as her agize, her agize? What? What the hell? Is I have no <laughs> idea. I was trying to say her eyes adjust. <coughs> hey, it happens. Words are hard, especially when you put them together in weird ways. <laughs> I know, right? Good God. Um, I need more wine. Mm-hmm. Clearly, wine is going to help me speak much more clearly. <laughs> Okay, so her eyes adjusted to the dark hallway, and she did see something. It was the form of a small, dark person that slowly emerged, gliding around a corner. Um, So the tour guide quickly stepped around the corner and again saw nothing, but heard yet another deep sigh. God, it's like I'm in the house. It is. (laughs) Just so exasperated by everything. Um... The tour guide felt sure that it was the tiny form of Sarah Winchester herself, perhaps peeved to find people in her favorite bedroom. Mm, not again. <sighs> Although, I'm going to touch on that in a little bit here. Others have reported camera malfunctions while in the room uh, and photographing the space. Also, photos tend to feature a weird white rippling mass in them, which I think is interesting that is weird is uh, yeah um it does also the room also features one of the most famous doors in the home the one that opens into a wall (laughs) uh so after the earthquake sarah winchester actually moved out of the house and lived somewhere else off property but she did visit the home every day to oversee the work and give the crew new building plans and designs so i don't know as that's widely no but yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the earthquake, she was like, hmm, okay, peace out. But this is still my, my passion project, so keep going with it. <laughs> um, now the seance room. This is where she had her 13 robes. She changed into 13 robes to talk to this various spirits. Um, there was a woman named Jean Borgen who was a part of a seance there in the 1970s. And witnesses reported watching the woman age in front of their eyes as the seance got underway. Oh, wow. Gray hair, wrinkles, the whole bit. The woman herself experienced what she said later was extreme pain, and witnesses said she cried out for help before she passed out. Wow. Yeah. So they all saw this one woman age before their eyes, and then after it was all done with, then she was completely fine back to normal again. But I think that's interesting that a group of people would have the same... Like vision. Yeah, or hallucination or whatever. Right, right, right. Of the same thing. Hmm. I, I find that really fascinating. I think that's really fascinating. So, um, if it happens to me while we're there, I need you to take video of it because I want to see what it looked like, okay? Okay. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> now, um, again, it's the Winchester Mystery House. It has been popular for decades. So, it's been on every single show. Featured on in in the news. There's even a Winchester Mystery House movie with Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? No, of course There's not. Bingo Square. <laughs> um, it's hauntingly called Winchester. Yes. <laughs> I think it gives away who it's about. <gasps> no. Dun, dun, dun. 
Stop. Spoiler alert. Uh-huh. Sorry, too late. But you know, I mean, it wasn't really well received. It didn't make a ton of money, but it had Helen Mirren, and she's she was really she was really good at it. I I liked it. I of course you did. I did. I really loved it. I I love to be entertained by stuff like that. Um, so anyway, Ghost Adventures has investigated the house, so take whatever he says with the most minute grain of salt. I, I didn't even watch it. I was just like, of course you, of course you <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Next YouTube video. Um, others who have visited the house have, um, been noted psychic Sylvia Brown. Have you heard of her? Mm-hmm. Have you? I've never heard of her. Um, well, and she had a show. Oh, she did? Yeah. You know... Oh, no, you know who I'm thinking of? Miss Cleo. <laughs> I was thinking of Miss Cleo. That psychic so, from the... So, so not the same. 90s? No. Miss, mm, uh, I think Miss Cleo's dead now. Yeah. Oh. Pour one out for Miss Cleo. The last time I gave you some of my wine, you got sick. Yeah. Right? Okay. All right. Um, anyway, so Sylvia Brown. Um, here's a twist. Archie's heard of her, and I never have. So, <laughs> hey. Uh, we teach each other all the time. All the time. All the time. Uh, also, famed medium James Van Prague. Have you heard of him? I have heard yes. the name. Yeah. He's the guy that was the consultant on Ghost Whisperer, which, love that show too. Oh. I think he executive produced it as well. Mm. Um, he said that Sarah Winchester herself expressed being very happy the house had so many visitors after speaking with her during a seance. Oh. So maybe she likes that the house has a lot of visitors, but she doesn't want anyone in her daisy bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. You never know. Anyway, so, um, this I found amusing. Harry Houdini, thinking that the house and the spirits and all that was just a big bunch of BS, <laughs> he actually held a midnight seance in the home. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And when he left after it was over, it turns out he couldn't definitively say the spirits didn't exist. Yeah, I've read quite a bit where people who doubted anything was going on in the home left with more questions than they had going in. Yeah. Right? I know. I just... Oh, God. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, uh, yeah. That's what I have about the quirkiness and the hauntings of the Winchester Mystery House. And as always, it's time for fun facts. Oh, good. Yay! I have three fun facts and one kind of sad fact. But I, I still thought it was ador- not adorable. I thought it was very touching. <laughs> and so therefore, I thought it was fun. So the first one is the daisy. Obviously, the daisy bedroom is believed to be Sarah Winchester's favorite flower. And additional fun fact, a perfect daisy has 13 petals. Oh, God. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that wild? That's probably why it's her favorite flower. It could be. Um, I just thought that was really wild. I was like, oh, okay, wow. Uh, Walt Disney was inspired by the house and used the ballroom in it, which, another additional fun fact, cost $9,000 to build this ballroom. Oh. Uh, when the average home at the time cost $1,000. Wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he was inspired by the house and he used the ballroom in it as a guide for the ballroom in the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland, which is my favorite part of that ride. I love (laughs) to go by that and see the ghosts dancing in this ballroom. It's my favorite part. Um, so I was pretty, you know, geeked about that. Uh, Sarah Winchester was very generous. She was known to be very generous. Um, she 
paid her employees $3 an hour when the going rate was $1.50 an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. She also provided them with on-site room and board for them and their families. And she held an annual ice cream social for local orphans. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, So my last fun fact, her safe in the home was open shortly after her death. And people thought that they were going to find all kinds of money or stock certificates or, you know, I mean, stuff you keep in a safe. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, she, like I said, she was the Bill Gates of the era after all. Um, However, what they actually found inside the safe, the only things they found... Were the obituaries of her husband? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get choked up. Oh. Were the obituaries of her husband and daughter, and a lock of her daughter's hair, which nobody can argue were actually the most valuable things she actually possessed. Oh God! I know. Look, I'm tearing. You up. are. Oh my God! I thought that was just the sweetest um, and saddest thing that, and that's why it kind of lent to my. Uh, idea or thought that it's this this woman that was just drowning in her grief that had a Scrooge McDuck piles of money at her disposal. Um, grief makes you do a lot of really weird things that you wouldn't normally do or that the average person wouldn't normally do. Um, but grief makes you makes you do that and, and it so I, it doesn't surprise me that she she genuinely believed what this psychic said and, and she genuinely believed that if she was cursed um, and that her family was cursed. So I see how she did mm, this and, yeah. and built this house. And I mean, I really hope that should I be faced with grief like that, I wouldn't do... I mean, I'll, I really hope I don't have $543 million. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... I, I hope that I don't fall into such grief like this because honestly, this just sounds exhausting. Like yeah. she did it her the whole rest of her life. Wow. She was obsessed with it. Um, and it just sounds so tiring. Like really, I mean, she was drawing plans on napkins and paper, brown paper and, and mm. just, you know, post-its if they had well, them yeah, in them. It, it fueled her life. It did. It did. Um, so... Yeah, I, I thought that, that that at the end of the day, the the most important things that she that she owned that you you know kept in her safe was the obituaries of her husband and her child and a, and a, and a lock of the little girl's hair. Um, yeah. So so yeah. Sorry to bring it all way fucking down. Let's talk about the actual house itself and and visiting it. Uh, they do offer multiple tours. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have the mansion tour, and it, that tour goes through 110 of the 160 rooms. Its duration is about an hour and five minutes, and the pricing ranges from $20 to $39. They also offer a newer tour called the Explore More Tour. Um, mm-hmm. This takes you through never-before-seen or accessed parts of the house. The duration of this one is an hour and ten minutes. The pricing ranges from $20 to $39 as well. It's interesting because children under six are not allowed on this tour. But they have a tour, Explore More tour, that is that they have designed just for kids ages oh. 6 to 12 only. Oh, wow. Which I thought was really cool. Um, but you can bundle both tours. <laughs> uh, buy the Mansion tour and get the Explore More tour for an additional $15. Mm-hmm. They also offer After Dark <laughs> private and seasonal tours. So I want to take all of them. (laughs) Let's just take all the tours, all the tours. tours. 
Um, <laughs> so if you guys are um, wanting to go visit the Winchester Mystery House or you find yourself in San Jose with nothing to do, definitely check, um, look into it. Uh, if you want to find out more um, about the different tours that they offer, you can certainly go to winchestermysteryhouse.com. It is located at 525 South Winchester Boulevard because... Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's on the corner of the I-280 and, and Winchester, Winchester Boulevard. Boulevard. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, uh, San Jose, California, 95128. If you have questions, you can contact them at 408-247-2000. And it opens daily at 9 a.m. And if you are so inclined, you can also follow them, just like us, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Oh. And I do. I follow the house on all three. Oh, awesome. Yeah. They post a lot of really cool stuff in at Halloween. Oh my, we should go at Halloween. <gasps> Let's go at Halloween. Oh God. And you know what? I think there's a Friday the 13th in Halloween in October this year. I think. I could be completely wrong. How apropos. I'm wrong. There isn't. Oh. Yeah, sorry. There isn't. But they do a really cool Friday the 13th tour. That would be. As well. And they mm. really focus on her fixation with the number 13. And there's a theme to it. I watched a video. They just did it last year of there's 13 doors secret doors it's mm. almost like a scavenger hunt oh. tour oh how fun where you find you have to find the 13 doors and then it's said that when you find the 13 doors and you open all 13 you can communicate like it's a different type of way to have a seance and communicate with the spirits it's it's really quite brilliant i wow. think um yeah so huh. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's great. Um, I was super excited to do this episode because I have loved this house for such a long time, and I uh, for the one thousand three hundred thirteenth time <laughs> cannot wait to go. <laughs> I can't wait to go to it. So yeah. God, it's funny. Um, not knowing the history as well as I had when we were having construction in my office. Yeah. One project led to another, which led to another, which led to another, ongoing all the time. Yeah. And I referred to our CEO and our CFO as the Winchester Sisters. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. Wine spray. <laughs> and and now it's like, oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not doing that again. <laughs> That's funny. The Winchester Sisters. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Winchester Brothers on Supernatural. Oh, oh. Sam and Dean Winchester. Look at you. Yeah, I know. Coming in in the clinch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's 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 what we have. This was a really great episode. This was really fun. Really fun. Um, we plowed through it, even though we are pretty sick. There's very minimal coughing and sniffing. And so, as a person that listens to podcasts, I genuinely appreciate that. because. Oh, oh good. Uh, we do have a new website. Please go check us out. We've got um, a lot of really cool extras for the episodes that we're going to put on there. And um, we would also like to ask you to consider becoming a Patreon donor. Yes, please. We do have a couple already, which I'm super excited about. And um, this episode, the Winchester Mystery House, if you are a Patreon donor, you have access to this episode on Wednesdays. On Wednesday. Oh, fantastic. Yes, on Wednesdays. And um, when the rest of the world gets to hear the episode on Saturdays. So uh, access to early or early access to episodes, um, History of a Haunting Bingo Card. Was really not trying too hard to get Archie to snort and laugh on this one because that oh, was 
could lead to a cacophony of coughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and quite honestly, I have to take down my Christmas decorations, and so I don't have time to take him to the ER because he coughed up a lung. <laughs> but I would. I just don't have the time. <laughs> no offense, Archie. Charming. Yeah, I know. I love him so much. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here sorry, we go. I'm sorry. Good job. Thanks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Should I go back to talking about sad Sarah Winchester's safe contents? Start crying again? No. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, hoahpodcast.com uh, for if you would like to sign up for our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash hoahpodcast and hoahpodcast on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram. Yes. Uh, I believe that is it. That's it. As always, History of a Haunting is um, brought to you by Love Heals Rescue. So please listen to all of the wonderful ways that you can support um, rescue animals and this amazing organization that helps give uh, dogs and cats a second chance at a new life. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So we will see you next week, guys. Really cool um, location next week that I have actually never heard anything about. It was, it was uh, it's a location suggestion by um, Chris from EVPI. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, I'm excited to get into that because I have never heard about this place, but okay. it's a it's, uh, banana sandwich. <laughs> Gotta end it on what Archie loves. <laughs> All right, thanks guys so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks everybody, bye-bye. Love Heals Rescue is a nonprofit organization that believes every dog in need deserves a second chance at a new life. Love Heals wants to partner with the community to help as many dogs as possible find loving homes, while also helping dogs in need in the area, such as providing a last litter program where the mother dog is fixed and returned or adopted, and all of the puppies are fixed, examined by a vet, microchipped, and adopted out to help with the overpopulation of dogs in the area. Love Heals Rescue cannot continue to help the community without a dedicated foster network. Please consider becoming a foster. You can find them on Facebook by searching Love Heals Rescue. Help, help us, us be a part, part of the solution. solution.